Hey, is this thing on? Lance, Nick, ready? Can you hear me? Welcome to the Live Free and Hunt podcast. All right, guys. If uh, if you guys can like us, uh, like us and subscribe on uh, YouTube, just so uh, it help us out a little bit. Um, also, check out our page, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, follow us if you want. You don't have to, but uh, we're gonna be putting out some stuff this year. Hopefully, better stuff, obviously. But uh, you know, oh yeah. Hey, first year was uh, first year was uh, definitely a trial run. So uh, this year. I have great feelings about this year coming up with filming and uh, just uh, putting out more media for everyone. So like and subscribe on every platform we got and uh, help us out. Thanks, everyone. All right. Welcome, everybody. Live Free and Hunt podcast episode number four. We got Adam Evans and Kevin Plant on today, and uh, we're going to get to it. We're going to talk turkeys. Deer. More turkeys. And deer. And And maybe some filming. Yeah, with just a little bit of everything, just shoot the shit a little bit and uh, just have fun with this, just to get to know each other. And uh, yeah, let's get right to it. Let's get to it. Deck of cards that loves to lose You don't listen to me And I don't want you to Cause we sure have fun Throwing my money away You bet high I bet low You're all in and I'm all broke Another paycheck down the drain Alright, we're taking off Alright, we're good You good? You good we already did an intro, but we can get right into it, guys. We got uh, Kevin and Adam with the uh, New Hampshire Back 40 with us, and uh, we're just ready to shoot the shit. And we made a long drive up. How long? We did. Hour and a half. Hour and a half. Hour and a half we got up here. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's yeah, huge. We appreciate it, guys. We don't mind traveling when you're heading north. You know? yeah. <laughs> if you guys were down in Mass, we might have turned you down. Yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah, it's fun. We can get right into it. Uh, just uh, I want to hear both stories of... Um, how you guys grew up hunting, and uh, what guys led you to what you're doing now with New Hampshire Back 40? Sure. I'll go first. Mine's will probably be a little bit shorter than Adam's. <laughs> um, I got into hunting probably, I was probably 13 or 14 um, is when I started. Um, got my dad taking me out, but um, before that, I don't have a whole lot of family history in hunting. My dad hunted a little bit when I was real young, um, two, three, four years old. Um, then my family moved down to Florida. My dad got rid of all his guns and stuff. Um, but I grew up watching the ESPN two hunting shows oh, yeah. every, every weekend morning. Oh yeah. Tom Miranda, Jimmy Houston, all that stuff. Yeah. And for some reason, even as when I was seven, eight, nine years old, I just would watch the hunting shows every single weekend nonstop. I'd have a little, little kid sized table and chair and I put a chair on top of the table <laughs> and pretend I was in a, in a tree stand shooting little yeah. su- suction cup arrows <laughs> yeah. on TV. Yeah. Um, mm. So it's just something that for, so- for some reason I was just kind of born with this this drive to get into it. Yeah. Um, and my family ended up moving back up to New Hampshire. Um, and 
it took a, a little while. Same thing. I, I still watched all the hunting shows and stuff. Um, and then probably when I was 13 or 14, my dad took me out for a youth weekend. Um, turkey, deer? Deer. Deer, uh, nice. I don't think they had the turkey youth weekend oh, yet. Oh, probably not. Yet, yet then. Um, saw the biggest bull moose I still ever seen in my life that day. Um, really? Saw no yeah. deer. Um, we went, just, I think it went youth weekend the next year. And then the following year, I sw- we got into archery hunting. Yeah. Um, my mom wasn't big on guns at the time, being in the house and stuff. Um, so we... Me and my dad both got bows and stuff, got into archery hunting when I was 14, I believe. Um, so I started shooting the bows, and then we didn't see a deer until I was 15. So I think we went three years without ever even seeing a deer. I'd go out with my dad. He'd have the gun in his hands before that. Um, I never really hunted. I just kind of went with him out in the woods and stuff. Um, and the very first deer I ever shot when I was 15 is the very first deer I ever saw while hunting. With oh, a bow, sweet. oh, with the with, with the gun, with a bow, oh, with the bow. Yeah, That's no awesome shit. for your yep. first year to shoot yep. with an archery. Yeah, so I was 15, shot with a bow, and that was the very first deer I ever saw while I was hunting. And then from there on, I didn't see another deer until I was 18. Yeah. So I mean, we start. I started off real raw. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my my dad, God bless him. I, mean, I love yeah. the guy to death. He didn't really have any woodsmanship skills, really. I mean, not. Yeah. But he just, just go walk out in the woods. Sit yeah, someplace. he was out yeah. there because I I wanted to be. Yeah, right. Um, you guys hunting in a tree stands or just on the ground? Um, my dad had built like twelve foot homemade wooden tree stands. Oh, no really? Pressure treated lumber and stuff. My dad was a union carpenter and stuff, so like he knew his way around. Yeah, a tool. A tool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he made, and they were probably a good two hundred pounds. So we'd lug them. So we'd lug them into the woods in two pieces. Yeah. Um. And then we'd set these things up in the woods. And Hammer then, and nail. Yeah, yeah, and then we'd sit that spot over at day after day after day. So I brought up, I was brought up with, in hunting. Everybody says, oh, it's all about time spent in the woods. Well, it's time spent in the woods the appropriate the, way. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, definitely. I sat the same exact tree stand for yep. four straight years before I, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. One of these days, boy. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then once I was 18, I saw my second deer. I shot that one with a shotgun. Um and then from there, I kind of started getting into more research, um, following the forums and you know, oh, the, yeah. the online, the yeah. online, you know, social media aspect right. started yep. kicking in, um, and just reading magazines, watching more shows. And a lot of the shows, they're just marketing publicity stunts, but I was, oh, yeah. I was still able to pick up little pointers little here tips and there. It still gets you hooked. Yeah. Yeah. And then as time's gone on, then it was a couple more years before, you know, I saw another year, I shot another deer, um. And then I'd said the last five, six years, I've started seeing deer more consistently, shooting deer more consistently. Um, Taking everything in that you learned over the years and just correct putting it in play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Learning the yeah. woodsmanship skills, That's, you know, just yeah. developing all that stuff. Um, and it's it's been a good learning curve. I've had um, a lot of great resources. Um, meeting Adam has been huge. Yeah. Um, just learning stuff from Adam. I mean, Old timers. Yeah. Um, Did you just call him old? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, but there's many other other people I've been uh, I've reached out to and I've started talking to. I'm, I'm a pretty quiet guy. Yeah. Um, I got my friends and my family I talk to closely, but I'm not real outgoing until I really get to know people. So I've had to kind of go out my comfort zone a little bit. Um, like when I got in touch with Adam, it was just a post he had made. I don't know if it was on his personal post or the New Hampshire back 40 page, just saying, Hey, just kind of looking for somebody to help provide content. And yeah. it was me reaching out to him saying, Hey, this is something, you know, I've thought about getting into filming. Um, I might be, I might be interested in, cause I grew up in Nashua down, down South New yep. Hampshire. 
Um, and none of my friends hunted. I had no friends that hunted, no family that hunted. That's crazy. So you're kind it of just somehow like, you yeah. just it's fun hunting have, with friends. But. Yeah. So yeah, like, I, I, I go saying. out and I see stuff. Even when I wasn't seeing deer, I was seeing other stuff. I was seeing moose. I was seeing a lot of moose. I was, yeah. you know, seeing foxes, bobcats, seeing all these other critters. I've had mice run over my legs. Right. I've had turkeys at my boots. Right. Um, so you tell all these people about this stuff. And it's like you tell them about it, and they're like, they just like, oh, yeah, that, yeah, that's cool. That, that sounds neat. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? No, you don't understand. <laughs> exactly. So, like, that's really what attracted me to the filming side of things. Um, so, when Adam made that post, and I kind of went out of my comfort zone, especially just to, to reach out and say, hey, this is kind of something that yeah. I'd, I'd be interested that's in. That's awesome. I'm very glad he did, by the way. Yeah. I'll tell yeah. you what. Yeah. You guys got a yeah, so, good Yeah, so we met up and we on, talked, yeah. and it's been, I've been very, real fortunate. You know, a lot to learn from Adam, and I've definitely become more successful as a hunter um probably as a person just reaching out to more people right um there's other big name people here in the northeast that you know i've become friends with and talked to oh yeah um, definitely neil pendleton everybody up here in new hampshire knows, knows oh neil. yeah and neil's a good friend of mine um and he can shoot some bucks yes he can. amazing what that I guy know, can do i don't know yeah. how or how he does it but. yeah johnny brown's another one local guy he shot yeah. the btf buck a few years ago he shot a flyer buck um, another one I've reached out to, and they've they've all been real. Carter Heath, the regional director for the NWTF. Yeah. Um, I got involved with the NWTF. Another thing that I stepped out of my comfort zone. I love hunting turkeys. Oh yeah. Getting involved with them and becoming friends with Carter. Um, it's just he's real successful in the deer woods. He's had a long time, a lot of experience in the woods, just bouncing ideas. I'm constantly messaging these people, even Adam during the off seasons and everything. You know, sending them pictures of maps or trail camera yeah. photos or just, hey, hey, what, what do you think? That's what we do all day. Yeah, he does a lot of work. I give him credit for someone who didn't have a background growing up in it. The, the amount of time he puts into it shows. It's a drive. It's a passion he has yeah. for yeah. it. It's, just, that's what it's, it's a learning experience. You know, every time you're out there, you're learning something new, which, which is all awesome. All the time. Yeah. And people oh. are learning in a different way now. He's a big guy on the hunting public. And... Uh, yeah, that's something I, I never grew up with hunting shows right my right. grandfather was out in the woods trapping and shooting deer and everything i think me and him are about as polar opposite as yeah. you can get <laughs> yeah. as far as coming up into the sport and maybe our approach and everything else but there's something to it and those guys out there are, are shooting deer and coming about them in a different way than i ever thought about approaching it right yeah but you see it work and it's, <clears throat> it's neat to have that other he influences me too i don't i'm too shy to say it yeah and uh he's a hell of a guy to have, have met and brought on to new that's hampshire awesome. back 40. that's so awesome yeah it's great yeah so it's just been a, a slow progression since i was a kid to where it's an obsession now to where yo it's 365 days a year. yeah it's I can you go to work yeah way. i'm just thinking about places new places to hunt now. Yeah, i mean i, I mean I, I, i'm not gonna I'm say gonna that this. i don't have two computer monitors at my desk where one's on onyx and one's yeah, on my right. actual work i mean but that's that's never happened before yeah. that's awesome yeah that's awesome and adam uh, i'd like to hear a little story from you how you grew up hunting yeah guns in my family and the hunting tradition from the day i was born pretty much uh my grandfather like i said was a big hunter my father he's not not a great hunter but he always took us out in the woods I think I was six years old when I had my first 22. Back then, it was nothing for us to go out in the woods with the boys with a 22 and a 410. I think I had three or four guns by the time I was 12. Just right. go get lost for the day. That's yeah, I know how that do. is. Yeah. We spend the day out in the woods. We travel for miles out there, you know, just farting around and shooting squirrels and, and what else. And that was just how we got brought up into it, I guess. Now, I never shot my first deer until I was in my 20s. Yeah. Same so, here. Yeah. <laughs> we... Me and my wife had gone to California in 96, 
And when we got back is when I got into bow hunting. And when I got into bow hunting, that's when I really started to learn how to hunt. I had a brother and a buddy who used to bow hunt. And that's when New Hampshire started coming out with you had to take the bow hunting course yep. if you wanted to get it. And I yep. never had my license. So they said, you better run down and get your license or you're going to have to take the course. <laughs> so that's how I got into bow hunting. And what I used to do was go sneaking around in the woods trying to find my brother and my, my buddy. And when I started sneaking around trying to look for those guys, I started sneaking up on deer. Yeah. And, and I started shooting them. Now, my brother's never shot a deer with his bow. I've shot maybe, I don't know, 15 or 20 of them by now. And um, I started realizing that what I was doing was working for deer hunting. Right. And uh, from that point on, I mean, I've been, since the 90s, I've shot multiple deer every year. I've always filled my tags. Nice. I haven't had a problem doing that since. But uh, bow hunting has definitely been the, the biggest part of hunting for me you really think that that makes you both you guys you guys are both big archery hunters yeah yeah i think you get you got to get close to those deer too i know well that's them i've i've archery hunted since archery hunted since i was probably 16 or 17 and not gun season was always like a big thing in my family yeah and it was you know well wait my dad especially he bow hunts but gun season was was gun season we're gonna go hunting it wasn't until I don't know, four or five years ago until I started, like, I guess probably with YouTube videos and probably maybe watching you guys, uh, like, getting into archery and doing the right things and trying to set yep. up, and and it's been terrible. I shot oh, my first it's... archery buck this year. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And, it was, I mean, it was awesome. I missed, uh, I missed him at first. Uh, he, they came, it was a spike and a little basket six that came in and, uh, right underneath my tree stand, seven yards, maybe I gave that <laughs> fucker a, ha- a haircut <laughs> right over his back. I was like, Oh no, my camera died or it was, it was, but it just stopped rolling. The, yeah. It was, cold it was like 10 minutes yeah. and then it would stop. And then I had to hit play again. Oh I yeah. The, the cold effects of batteries. Oh time. yeah. Oh, it yeah. died and it jumps yeah. off to 40 yards and I ended up whacking it then, but. I hear people say, if you know, you want to be a good hunter, become a good archery hunter. Yep, and definitely. You guys, I, I missed four deer before I finally shot one. With wow. my bow. With your bow, yeah. Scratched them. I remember being so excited the first time I had some deer hair on my broadhead. Yeah. I, I got one. I was showing everybody. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer. And then finally you connect. And actually the first time I shot a deer, because I, I, I'd already shot a bunch with my with rifles, you know, or whatever. Right. I was trying to help my brother get one and put him up in a stand and we were right behind my house. And they winded him, and he gave me a little shout-out on the two-way radios back then, you know, yeah. and said, hey, we had a couple deer. They, they winded me. I think they're coming your way, so I just waited. And there was a doe and a skipper working their way, and I'm hiding behind a rock, and I finally got a shot off on one, and I stuck it, stuck a good right in the chest. He ran right by me. I could see the arrow for, you know, five, six seconds right in her. Right. So I got my brother on the radio and said, I just got a shot off. And he's like, you did? I said, yeah. He said, did you hit it? I said, I sure did. Said, sure. I said, dude, the arrow was sticking right out of her chest on the way by. So he said, all right, I'll get down and come over towards you. So I just sat there and waited. And then you know how it is. You relive the whole hunt again, tell him everything that happened. Yeah. So we decided to go look for the deer. We started heading over to where I last saw it. And I found my arrow on the ground. And there's a swamp out there. So yeah. I told him, I said, look, I'll stay on the blood. Yeah. And what you do is hook around a swamp, get on the backside. If I bump her out, you'll see her taking off and we'll go. So we start putting together a whole plan. 
And he learns it, man. He hits me on the arm. He goes, dude, your deer's right there. <laughs> so we're making this whole plan. The deer's laying on the ground. But that was the first deer I shot. They're both there. And it's just funny the way it happened. I was just so pumped up that yeah. the deer was standing This is what we're going to do. <laughs> this is what we're going to do. And then from then on, we'd just been shooting them left and right, nice. I guess. But, uh, so, yeah, carry on with your uh, how you grew up. Um, I don't know. That, that's pretty much it, I yeah. guess. You know, um, How'd you get into Back 40? How'd you get into just filming your hunts? I think I started filming because you start seeing a lot of neat stuff out in the woods, and you start telling people about it, and they yeah. either don't believe you, or you can't quite explain what, what, you, what saw you saw. What you saw, yeah, 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 how you feel Absolutely. about it. I, mean, right, uh, yeah. I remember it was one time I was sitting out there, and I was watching a squirrel. You know, in the fall, they're gathering acorns and they're going down the stone wall and they come out with their cheeks empty yeah. and they take off and go get some more. Well, I had another squirrel come running along and watching. So that squirrel would go down, drop off his acorns. The other squirrel would come in, steal his acorns and take off. <laughs> well, this went back and forth a few times and the first squirrel started realizing someone's mm. fucking around with my little stash. Yeah. So he waited. And then the next one come down to take them, they both went in the hole. And oh, then they I, come out and they're going up yeah. down the tree. You son of a bitch. I don't know who won the fight because they look the same, but it's stuff like that. So I ended up getting a Sony Handycam, yeah. eight millimeter mm. tape, like we were saying, and uh, just trying to film stuff. Right. And um, I used to get up before work, I'd always be out because we had the field down the street from the house, so I could sit on the edge of that, film before I'd go to work, and then every night before the sun went down, I'd start filming, yeah. just filming deer. And uh, we had three big bucks one year. We called them the Three Amigos. First time I saw them, two eight-pointers come down to feed under an apple tree, and they start looking behind them, and I'm thinking, there's got to be another deer. This big old ten-pointer come in and run them off. And that was Holy one of those shit. cases where you follow them all through the summer, and then archery season opens up, and they, they're gone. Gone. Yeah. gone. 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 Always yeah. That's, that's uh, how it is. It's our life. So Lost we did and gone for forever. Yeah. But eventually, the, the good digital cameras came out, and that was yeah. the game changer. So I think it was 2014, if I remember right, when I decided uh, we're going to get back into it. Yeah. And I'm going to figure out video editing. And that's when I think I started watching video, hunting video shows on TV. Mm -hmm. I'm not one to watch much TV at all. I never find anything good to watch right. on it. But um, I started thinking we should put some shows out. But it's tough in New Hampshire because there's not a lot to film. Right. Yeah. You've got to put in a lot Amen. of time. So <laughs> I started doing that just myself, self-filming, lugging all the camera gear out there. And you start slowly learning what you need and, and what, what works and what doesn't work. Right. And um, I started filming some hunts and blowing it like i was saying uh, you know i yeah. wouldn't hit record i shot a couple deer i should have had some good footage of never hit the never record hit the record button, button. <laughs> follow up where you're getting it so over the years you start putting things together and then i started realizing boy it'd be nice to have someone else on board right and that's when i threw it out there and kevin replied and he lived right in Ware, which is the next right. town over. awesome yeah. so i scooted over there and met him and uh so glad he he spoke up because yeah. he puts in the time you know out. we've had a couple other guys come on that just People put in the effort. They, they want to be a part of it, but they don't realize what it takes, I think. It's some work. It is some work. Especially with the family now. It's like, yeah. can I go out this weekend? Well, uh, okay, never mind. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to go anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't planning it on it, but if you're going to let me, then I yeah. guess I'll go. But just carrying the extra gear around is a whole oh. other aspect to it. I mean, and you, guys, you guys both self-film me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll film together every once in a while. Yeah. We should do that more often. Film together. That's yeah. what yeah. I think. We're we'll gonna let them know right now, right here. <laughs> right. This is what we're best doing. for us is yep. having yep. someone film, and I enjoy the shit out of it. So yep. it's like, like if if you didn't have if you if I was there instead of filming a duck hunt that day, 
we yeah, would have had, had better footage. Had yeah. Good so footage. it was just like just stupid stuff like that. Yeah. Just little like, stuff. I've been fortunate the last two years. Oh, you had a couple I, great videos. I this got the year. bear on video. I got the deer on video. Yeah. Um, I mean, to get one hunt a year in New Hampshire on video is by yourself is right a task in its own. Um, so I've been fortunate so far, but it, it's tough to get two guys together schedule yeah. wise. And that's what we found. Um, and it, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, we're, like we were saying, hunting in New Hampshire is so hard to have two guys sitting together when you could be spread apart and double your chances. That's right. What, yeah. You yeah know? That's what we were thinking of that. And then come yep. deer, come gun season, once it gets cold, now you're looking around extra clothes and now you might not be sitting in a stand. Now you're moving around. So now try and still hunt with a camera. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Now, it's doable, but good luck. There's a couple right. guys yeah. around here that I don't know. Um, the guy that does tracking 200. What, Jeff, uh, Doyle. Jeff, yeah, Doyle. Jeff Doyle. Yeah, Jeff Doyle. He does everything GoPro. I don't know what yeah, he has for a setup, but it's like the GoPro it's cool. is, yeah. is back on his I've, I've seen yeah, the, the video. I've watched it, all his videos. It's cool. But oh, yeah. Whatever he has going, is, it's over. It's like an over-the-shoulder view, right? which is pretty neat. I, I mean, I've seen him just because he'll kind of you know pull up on a deer or whatever and then zoom into wherever he's shooting. Yeah. And sometimes you can see the deer. I think that's always cropping a, in on it. Yeah. 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 That, exactly. You can't always get a kill shot, but he, when you're tracking, I mean, that is it's like, like you're there with him. That's the easiest thing yeah. besides yeah, having a, a yeah. caboose with a camera, you know, yep. another guy with you. And so. we tried that this year, you know, having someone behind, like I would film him uh, tracking deer and shit, and crunchy snow and two guys uh, walking yeah. through the yeah. woods. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We came close a couple times, but. It just never worked. Mine's out. Well just start shooting off, off rounds yeah. when I'm After on the trail. miles and miles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, you know, usually when we're hunting, we both know we're hunting. Yeah, yep. and I know where he's out, and we pretty much know our spots. You know, right. I'm I'm not one to push too many people away from where I hunt. I've never been like that. Keep too many spots, but some of your good ones, you kind of can't. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. brought him out to some good spots and yeah. had him put him on some deer. So he, we know where each other are. Yep. So when he gets a hold of me and says he shot, I think one of the first questions: Did you get it on film? Yeah. When he says yes, you're thinking. Damn, kid, that's good. I've been yeah. doing it for a while. For, he's pulled off a couple right away, and yeah. that, that's you know quite a feat to do. Yeah. Well, the awesome. video I watched two nights ago, after I was kind of messaging you and just trying to get re-familiarized with whatever, with you guys, uh, you didn't wear socks. Yeah, that was yeah. the that was the doe hunt this yeah. year. Yeah, that was like the first Shot one just under that doe. Right yeah. as you, right as you, po- uh, I think we sent it to each other. Right as you uh, published it, I don't know what is that beginning of archery season. Yeah, we were watching it during that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I'm just sharing it with yeah, each other. Yeah, I forgot my socks that day. Yeah, I, I mean it's, it was <laughs> September <laughs> September twentieth or something like that. Like it's the first week of the season. So you was, must it, have been fucking pumped to to forget your socks. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, like, I might mention the video. I might not bring them anymore. I brought them with me again, but the rest of the year. But um, it was warm enough to where it didn't really matter. Right, and yeah. I was it was a pretty urban hunt where I was at, so yeah. it wasn't a long walk. So I was fortunate there, but um, yeah, I forgot the socks and yeah, killed working it. Out. Yeah, miss a deer, then shoot the next one that comes out. Yeah, which is pretty pretty fortunate. So that was further crazy. away the second shot. Too. Yeah, the second, yeah, second that was one a was, crazy video. It was the yeah. second shot was between forty and forty two yards. So yeah. um, the first deer that I missed was already about thirty yards, which I shoot my bow pretty much daily, three hundred sixty five days a year. Oh really? Um, wow. Oh yeah, I got to keep the reps. In yeah, the I mean, I just love shooting my bow. I yeah. enjoy archery. Um, I don't I need to go to a range for it either. Like yeah, you can shoot like right now I shoot. I shoot. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't even gun hunting when we first started. <laughs> yeah, I mean we really? had bear hunting. We could have probably maybe had a shot if we had a gun, but he wanted to shoot him with his bow and yeah, over in Wilton. Yep. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's just archery, is just something I I enjoy doing. I'll shoot in my basement right now at twelve yards. 
Yeah, um, and I'm I'm in the middle of setting up something in my before basement. I bought a house and yeah. I just had an apartment. I'd shoot at nine yards right down my hallway and tell the wife to, or the girlfriend at the time to stay in the bedroom, not to come out and you know, <laughs> you got holes. He got the shutter shot out of your freaking target. Yes, yeah, you got holes in the sheetrock. There, there was a couple. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's been fun, but yeah, I mean, even the bear hunt that we got on film that I got on film was almost by chance. Um, cause I was supposed to go film Adam that night and he was out on a, a bear track for somebody else. And I went and checked a camera that I had placed out the week before, uh, while I was killing time while he was out in the bear track and I'll just go check this camera, see if there's any bears hitting this cornfield, check the cameras, a couple of bears hitting it, you know, sit, hanging out in the truck, wait, killing time, you know, just waiting to see if Adam yep. messages me. He was gonna let yep. me know when he was on his way back. And eventually it reached a time where I'm like, well, might as well just sit out there. Yeah, I might as well go go set a stand. And I just bought like a, a new mobile system. It was a lightweight hang-on stand with some lightweight sticks, and I wanted to be a little more mobile. It's one of the things. Yep, I've, that's I've, the biggest thing. One I thing that I think has helped me see more deer the last few mm-hmm. years is being more mobile, not sitting at one tree stand for four straight yeah, years like that, I did before. The, <laughs> yeah, the first the first time you sit in that one spot is probably the best yep. time. Yeah, yep. so yeah, I picked out yeah. a, a spot where I could see the back edge of this cornfield and a little trail come out in the corner. I'm like, it looks like something's been coming coming through right here. It wasn't right where my camera was, but something had matted down the grass and i'm like well if i sit up right here along the back edge i can see the back edge of this cornfield um i gotta practice using these stands and sticks anyways before deer season gets here that's what we use i mean i've been using bear season new hampshire to practice filming just to get back into i call it stand sitting shape it's it's tough to sit still oh it is yeah you're right yeah you're in there you're fidgety like yeah exactly so those first two weeks of bear season helps me helps me get into stand your whole rhythm going get your gear bag ready and everything you need to know yeah you have to get ready for deer so everything back in your truck for the year yep that day by the time i made it out there and got set up adam messaged me saying hey i'm almost back to town um what are your plans i'm like well i just got set up He's all right. Well, I'll go back over to where I'm at. Um, you just hang out there. So things came together. Where an hour or so later, it was nice. Yeah, I get all the way to Wilton, all the way out to the stand. Get because we stripped this everything down. Yeah. Put all the stuff back up. I'm sitting there 20 minutes ready to film, and he goes and shoots a bear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just strip everything down, come out of the woods, and, and head over a couple yeah. of towns. That bear That's stepped out at 25 yards right there at the corner of the field for me, right where I. That's awesome. Right where I thought he was going to. No he, bait, nothing. Nope. And no, he, that that was, I gotta admit, we, we there's a dairy farm up our way. He's got a couple cornfields they plant for the cows. Yep. yep. And uh, bears get into them. Destroy oh them. yeah. You know how that goes. Up north. Oh, yeah. So they've been trying to get us to shoot bears. So we started getting in we were focusing on one had a lot of activity but there was another one this is one of those ones where i said i'm gonna send this guy out he's gonna start to earn his keep around here because he's <laughs> gotten in on all my hunting spots <laughs> but he seems to be pretty good so there's that other field up there and he went up there and, and took everything under i had no part of that i didn't have i was never up and i knew where the field was told him about it but he went and put a camera up there had bears set everything up and shot it and i think that was probably the first time i kind of said all right this guy's yeah he's, he's gonna do all right what you learn over the years into yeah because you can take play, somebody yeah. in and then follow you around and oh do yeah all the shit like oh yeah this is great anyone yeah. can shoot deer and shit in my spots yeah because he would come he's like every time i love hunting with you every time we go we see shit yeah, yeah. you know yeah <laughs> i just love seeing deer <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll watch somebody else shoot i just I'm like seeing hey deer. speaking of seeing deer i just want to take a piss there's Two does and a fawn right out back, right off this oh, hill. Sure. Get the bows. Neighbors want yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sneak out the door. You can check on them. <laughs> when did you guys get into turkey season? Uh, turkey yeah. hunting. I started real young. Right after I started tur- deer hunting, I was 13 or 14. Same thing. I was watching ESPN2 and the turkey hunts on that. I was like, Dad, this looks pretty cool. Why don't we give this a try? I was like, 
sure so why not you know they talk back to you yeah yeah <laughs> that's the so that's yeah we went up it. to kittery trading post one day um probably march time frame went up there to start talking to a couple guys like i said i was only 13 or 14 and we had a gentleman up there help us out and he got me got me hooked up with a little one-sided box call he was like this is enough to get you started yeah um my dad and i we had heard of a place down in southern new hampshire um litchfield londonderry area yeah a buddy of his had um, wow. told him that he had seen turkeys before. I mean, we didn't know anybody turkey hunted. We had never seen anybody turkey hunt before. So, well, so-and-so told us last year during deer season that he's seen turkeys around here. Let's go check that area out. So we went and scouted it once or twice and didn't see anything. We didn't know what we were looking for. Yeah. No, didn't know what a turkey droppings looked like. I mean, you know what a bird track looks like. But yeah. hung out. Um, we sat at the top of this hill on this apple orchard, and it drops down into a cornfield on the lower side. So we brought camping chairs and sat at the top of the field just to w- overlook the field to see if anything walked out. I mean, skylined up on top of this. Right. There was no, yeah. not yeah. a chance in hell. We were yeah. 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 Got somewhere. <laughs> yeah. It does look like a stump. Exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I look back at it now, like, wow, what a couple of idiots we must have looked like out there. Um, but, yeah, opening day that year, we went out there, and um, I figured if there was any pressure from other hunters, they'd be coming in from that field side. So we went a couple hundred yards down a hill into a power line down below, and we got set up down this power line, just pure guess. Um, I'm like, yeah, I've been reading some books. You know, they like power lines, like open areas. Yep, yep. And right at daybreak, I hit a couple of yelps on a box call. Oh, the turkey gobbles back. Right, right. Yeah, Never right. heard a turkey gobble <laughs> Wait before. A second. Wait, 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 hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. And, and we ended up having five jakes work their way down into us to about 20 yards. And we had one of those little mesh, like, stick-in-the-ground blinds up in I front of us. I still use those for kids that they wrap around you. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah, run, yeah, yeah. Run you and stick go. the sticks in front yeah. of us. Yeah. So my dad was actually laying on his belly, and I was sitting up behind it. And they were right there at 20 yards or something. And my dad's had the shotgun. We only had one gun at the time. I wasn't hunting. I was just calling. And then we're just sitting there, and we're just waiting for the gun to go off, waiting for the gun to go off. <laughs> and I remember blinking, and all of a sudden, boom. birds flying everywhere. Just all five birds just up and flew and boom, gone. I'm like, what the heck just happened? I'm like, why didn't you shoot one, Dad? My dad's like, well, I had this little twig that was stopping my barrel from being right on his head. I'm like, well, Dad, it's bird shot. Doesn't it spread out? Yeah, yeah. He's like, you know, kid, you got a point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could have. Um, so that was our very first turkey hunt right there. I mean, from oh, that second on, so I, was, into it. I was hooked. Oh, and when they when they yell at you, fired off. Oh in the yeah, morning. firing off oh. in the morning, hitting a hoot. And tube we or something. had some ups and we didn't kill a bird for four more years. Um, eventually, a couple years later, I ended up getting a shotgun, so we had two shotguns. And my dad missed a couple, I missed a couple, um, and it goes. was four years of ups and downs. But we were always having action. So I think that's really what really hooked me into hunting was turkey season. I was having some success. We weren't killing birds, but we were seeing birds, hearing birds. Deer season was still real slow for us. Yeah, um, I, I, I swear to God that t- turkey hunting to get a youth into, you know, is the best. Is the oh, best. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, you can I, talk I to agree. them. They communicate. Yeah. You can see half day them. like we talked about. It's only half day. It's like bass yeah. fishing with them. Yeah, you yeah. have action. Yeah. You're going to be into them. They're going <laughs> to yeah. have fun. They're going to throw know, a wacky rig into the, yeah. in the weeds. <laughs> yeah. You're going to catch a fish. <laughs> yeah, work. Absolutely. Yeah. Eventually, it worked out to one day. It was a rainy day. Didn't hear a bird gobble at all, but. We had hunted the same farm for the last four years. I kind of knew how the birds' patterns in that area. Right. I'm like, Dad, they come out into this field from this corner. The other hunters sit along the field. If we go down in there 50 yards, they're going to come walking up the hill at us. <laughs> we'll shoot them Just first. Out, yeah, <laughs> outsmarting them first. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. All of a sudden, like, I'm sitting there. And my, me and my dad are 10 yards apart. And all of a sudden, I 
here walking, ten, like right off my left side. And I look through the corner of my eye, and there's a hen right there, five yards from my dad. And my dad's passed out, like, head down. Don't wake up. Don't, lap, wake up. don't wake up. Don't wake up. And all of a sudden, I catch moving out in front of me, and there's two red heads out in front of me. Yeah. And there was a down log kind of diagonal. And I could just barely see the tops of the heads on the other side of this down log. So I had my gun up on my knee. So I was able to get it up and start getting ready. And all of a sudden, ba boom, the gun goes off. And my dad had shot. My dad had shot one of the birds. Oh, he woke up and shot one of the birds. You sandbagging son of a bitch. I I, I didn't care one bit. I was just like, this is our first bird. I was pumped. That's awesome. I mean, I've been hooked ever since. Yeah, those are the best times. And I ended up, I think the year after, two years later, when I turned eight, by 20, I was 20 when I shot my first bird. So I think I went six or seven years. Um, And that was a, a morning. I got back from UNH the night before. My cousin, who's my best friend, he's like my brother. He's the best man at my wedding. I was the best yep. man at his wedding. His 21st birthday was is May 3rd. Now it so used to be okay. opening, opening day for day, me. Yeah. So it, I, <laughs> he was going it. to school at UNH. I yeah. went up for his birthday for Guess UNH. what? I'm staying up all night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty much. So I was, I was up at UNH um, enjoying ourselves. It was yeah. 21st birthday. And oh, I yeah, went back home early in the morning. And I was hurting pretty good. And yeah. my parents cooked me up a big breakfast. And... It was like nine o'clock in the morning, probably at that point. Out. And I'm like, I'm gonna go Gotta hunting. They're like, You're going hunting? I'm like, Yeah, you know, before I left UNH, Brian told me to go shoot him a bird for his birthday. So I might as well go try. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, same farm where my dad shot his bird. I made a mile hike around the back edge of this field. And I, the same, I've been hunting this farm five, six years. I know this piece of woods they like to go to late morning um, when they leave the fields. They'll go out back into here. And I went back on that back side of that field and, hundred yards off the field. I'm like, usually they're back in that corner. So I'll just sit here against this rock wall and made one call and didn't hear anything. Wait 10 minutes, made another call and boom, two birds hammered back right away. Oh. And wait two minutes. And I can't wait. Stuff. I can't <laughs> yeah. wait. Make, make another call. Here. Yeah. Make another call. Oh. Boom! They hammer back oh. again. Um, and you can you can tell when they're getting closer as, as they're. Going oh away. yeah, yeah. just the ground just starts yeah. shaking even more. And that winter, I had bought oh, a new yeah. shotgun that winter. Um, so I just outfitted this gun with a red dot and everything on it i'd missed a few birds before um and yeah it was a jake came out stopped at like 30 35 yards and hopped up on a stump and i rolled him over oh right yeah there, see you gun. later yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was that was my first bird but I, yeah, i've been addicted to turkey hunting ever since i love oh, the action a, of it i feel like it's the closest thing we got to like almost like elk hunting you know what i mean that's my yeah, like in the way right yeah because yeah. out west everyone's out hunting they'll listen to bugles what really scares me though is like yeah. when they shut up all right they get off the roost and oh goblin, goblin they hen up all right uh, there's no more calling yeah you're sitting calling calling all of a sudden you hear yeah you're yeah. like oh yeah oh god they came in quiet <laughs> they came in quiet no one moved yeah. no shut one up. moved yeah. don't breathe don't blink. Yeah. Yeah. don't yeah. even think that's about how blinking. it is you're sitting yeah. with someone all of a sudden something happens don't yeah move. so yeah so yeah i got addicted to turkey hunting real young and like i said i've gotten involved in nwtf that's awesome the last yeah. few yeah. years and that's awesome. giving back doing that doing mentored hunts that way what do they got local do you have anything around here oh yeah there's chapters all over the state yeah yeah i know um, what bed Bedford, Bedford last year or a Bedford, yeah. Is it? Do you know? I don't know. I want to say. Um, so I mean, for New Hampshire, we have a Seacoast chapter. Yeah. We have a Capital Regions chapter, which I'm involved with. I was the president of that one um, up until I had my baby this past year, and yep. I stepped down for the presidency. Just I couldn't give it the attention to detail that right. needed. Yeah. I'm still yep. very involved with it. Um, there's a <clears throat> Southern New Hampshire Milford area chapter. Yeah, maybe that's what it was, Milford. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's one up in north of the Lakes region. What the heck are they called? They have a banquet coming oh, up, Oh, over too. near the Meredith and uh, um, over... Um, Pemi, Pemi Baker. 
is what they call it. Okay. Pimmie Baker River. Yeah. Yes. I think um, they're kind of like in the Plymouth State area yep. is where they're based out of. Um, there's another chapter in the southwest part near Keene and stuff. Um, there's a couple chapters right over here in Maine and stuff. Um, but, yeah, we do banquets, fundraising banquets for the NWTF throughout yep. the, the early spring and stuff. And yep. They're a ton of fun. We're, we give oh, away yeah. dozens of guns. guns. Crazy. Yeah, like, guns, guns, yeah. guns we're, we're giving away. Um, but it's it's fun. We're doing we do a mentor program now. We partner with New Hampshire Fish and Game to where somebody um, hasn't harvested a turkey before. They have very little turkey hunting experience. Um, and you can a, take them out, show them the ropes. And yeah, what we do is we do a full-day like classroom session with them. Um, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. almost and we covered everything turkey from the biology to the history to the gear to the tactics um, to the, the the butchering of the turkeys really how, how you get meat that's out what of I'm it. interested in yeah yeah I'm, gonna, um, I'm coming so, <laughs> yeah, so yeah we host this and then we have other mentors that are involved with the chapter where we let people sign up and we do a mentored hunt with them um, to where these people actually have to find their own spots doing their own do their right, own scouting do their own research yeah yeah um and i'm usually texting with these people throughout the the spring you know just say what are you seeing birds you out scouting and then usually i go out scouting with them once all right this is these certain Showing areas, these certain areas um, yep. where i would kind of look on this property these these ridge lines or these tall pines they'd like to roost in stuff like that um, and then we'll go out with a hunt we'll set up a day during the season we'll go out with them saying all right you know you think you're ready, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, know, you might want to call a little bit more now or call a little bit less. Right. Or we've been here an hour or so. We haven't heard anything. We can get up and move a little bit and, and stuff like that. You That's just kind of awesome. yeah. go along with them. So it's, it's been a fun Journey. Fun, fun program. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. So do you are what chapter are you? Uh, Capital Region Shredders. All right. And okay. that is what? Give me like a line. For Concord. Concord. We're based out of Concord. Okay. Um, and then yes, because I think so Concord. Southeast or southwest, south towards um, the Manchester line area, because you got the the southern chapter that you try not to recruit too many people out of the, 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 right, the right, same right. areas. Right. But, I mean, if there's a banquet date in the state of New Hampshire or a banquet further away from you fits your schedule better than the one next to your house, yep. you can. I mean, you could go to multiple banquets if you wanted right, to. It's, right. It's thirty five or forty five dollars to get into a banquet. Um, that gives you a NWTF membership. Yep. which is $35 on its own. Yep. Um, gives you a meal to get into the, the event. Um, some of them do it where if you buy your tickets early enough, you're put into a gun raffle just for getting an early ticket because they need a head count for these events as much as they can. Correct, because, you, yeah, you need a certain amount. Yeah, people, what we yeah, run into is people buying yep. tickets last minute and now yep. we're scrambling around and get, yep. get meals and stuff. So we try to incentivize people buying their tickets early by yep. doing a gun raffle. All you do is buy your ticket early and you get a chance at a gun. Right. It's one in however many people buy their tickets early. Could be 10, could be 100, but it's a free gun raffle right there. Nice. Um, and then we give away another dozen guns at the banquets through other raffles. Yeah. You can pay 40 bucks and we'll give you a folding knife and a raffle ticket and you have a one in 40 chance at an AR right. or something like yeah, that. Pretty right. sweet. Pretty you know? good deal. Yeah. yeah. I'll take it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's just really, we play games and good meal and just sit down and you talk hunting talk, with a bunch talk of people. Talk with everyone. Yeah. yeah that's absolutely. the way to do it. Turkey that's hunters. Yeah. Absolutely. I did some work in Bedford, New Hampshire and Amherst. Um, some well retentions. They had uh Sanko Bain some a company down there whatever sure uh yeah. somehow people's wells got contaminated so I went down there and was doing uh water services for the people down there and uh driving down there birds in like residential areas 
big birds, giant. Yeah, like, I've been living know, there for here. five years. <laughs> I'm like, they're hitting every bird feeder <laughs> in here, and I'm going through, yeah, and yep. it's you, you uh, can't hunt there. I mean, some people, I'm sure they they probably can have enough property yep. or can so, right on swack them with yeah, a Yeah, when I started getting involved at WTF, I started talking to some of my friends I've made over there. When I moved from Nashville to where, yeah. it's a completely different lifestyle. I used to tell them I'd carry a rangefinder with me when I'm turkey hunting to measure yeah, houses. Yeah, because you would have to. Yeah, really. Yeah. To, to range houses, not to range birds, and not to range yeah. trees and stumps. I no, that makes carry a range finder with me to range houses. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've I've sat myself in places where I'm a 120 tight. yards from this house on my left, and I'm 105 yards from this house on my right. Right. You know, there's some tight windows in there, but there's also some bigger pieces of woods in that area too that you wouldn't imagine. Also. Yeah. You can, right. I can see that. You know, if you get access through somebody's yard, you know, knocking on. Well, door that's what get, I was thinking. There's was bigger like, right. pieces of woods. You just say, hey, can I just walk through your yard to get into this piece of woods? Yeah. yeah. There's, there's ways of doing that too. There's birds. It was winter time, so they were, you know, they were all together anyways. Yeah. But they were still hitting bird feeder, bird feeder, bird feeder, and I'm like, all oh, these things are eating good. Is there is there a way into this place? Is there a parking spot? How can I get in the back of oh, here? Yeah. And I don't mm. know. I obviously grew up around here, and we have woods. The most, oh, the, yeah, yeah, we don't have a shortage of, the, of woods. It's just you know, turkeys. We hunt Stratford quite a bit, and oh, it's kind of like your scenario. Is we've hunted, I've hunted, and you've hunted that spot for since years. I was yeah. you know ten years old. Yeah. Kind of have an idea what the birds are going to do, where yeah. they're going to be roosting, correct, whatever. But around here, it's a little bit tougher. I feel to like pattern birds because they're not. They're just like they're just doing whatever they, the hell they want to do. Just wander. They can yeah. be roosted over here. I've had you know just last couple of weeks or a couple of nights ago had a bunch of birds roosting right out back. But I mean, come you know May, they'll be roosting here. Next yep. thing you know, they'll be roosting over there. So it's hard to figure them out. It's either hit or miss. All right, they, I, I've seen birds over here. I'm gonna drive there in the morning. Hit the hoot tube, see if they, you know, hammer. Yep. If they don't, we've had them hit the hoot tube. They don't talk at all, and then just be like, "All right, well, we got no other plans, so let's just all sit right. here." And then all of a sudden, they start talking. Yeah. So I feel like they're more domesticated now. Like the, everyone's are feeding. They hitting, everyone's got bird feeders out for. Yeah. You know, for how do you guys feel about like I, I don't know. I feel like I can't hike two miles hunt? in the woods. Where you guys hunt? Is it? Uh, is it rural? Like I know you, you're talking about rural hunting rural areas. Yeah. And the uh, your pattern are you patterning birds or how's um, that going? I, I mean, when I was yeah. hunting, yeah, mostly well, fields. Yeah, yeah, mostly fields. Yeah, well, we yeah. Now, birds. Yeah. yeah, up our way. Yeah, I mean, when I was hunting Nashua and stuff, it was almost, you know, if if they're not in one area, now you jump in the truck and all right. You check, kind check, of know where they check are. Check this. You can you can check. I mean, you can find different flocks right. far from each other. Right. But you right. know which ones are what. They're all yeah. going to do the same. Yeah, I kind of know yeah. generally where they're going to be. Um, but since I moved out to where, I don't go down to that area yeah. much anymore. Right. Um, just a lot more hunting pressure there, a lot more people yeah. trying to deal with the headaches of the, the space between houses. You right. Know? I've, yeah. You don't want to think about it. Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed getting out to where I don't really see many other people. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's this what? past deer season, I saw one person. I see, that's awesome. Yeah. So I've enjoyed that a lot more. But a ton of birds down our way. Yeah, we have yeah. a lot of There's birds. There's a lot. Right. There's a lot of yeah. birds. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I've never because I've, I've never, never been down, down that. There. I've, I'd no, I've never been down there. Yeah. And yeah. Where I was working was uh, Back River Road in Bedford. Yeah. I don't know if you know where that is. Absolutely. And it was just birds Not everywhere bird. and i'm like what yeah. in the hell is going on in this place this well, place loaded with birds they're they're a nuisance animal down there now yeah you know people yeah. shitting fed, all over the yard with oh them. yeah yep. like you know? like geese yeah, yeah. shitting over yeah. everyone's yard people and, are getting yeah. sick of them yeah, yeah. 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 eating the roots people's the roots of their grass oh they'll, yeah they'll, people they'll, trying to plant new yeah, grass trying to plant yeah. nice grass and they'll dig up the grass to eat the roots 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, that might be a good thing. I'll yeah. come take care of them. We yeah. usually have four or five places anyway. We know where they're roosting. Yeah. No, no yeah. problem to go roost up at night, watch them fly up and say, yep, he'll be on that limb in the morning. Right, yeah. And come down and usually the morning hunts, you don't need no decoys. Yeah. You know where they're going to fly yeah. down. I filmed a hunt with Hayride, the first one I did. I don't know that bird so well. I set a camera up 20 yards or more away from me and hit record on a spot. And I went and hit and in you the bushes with another camera. Yeah. He flew down. He wasn't on the ground 30 seconds, and I had him in the dirt. No shit. And had him on camera. That's, That's how awesome. well we knew him over there. How, wow. how did you get in, into uh, turkey hunting? I never started spring hunting until 2016. Really? The first birds I shot, I'd get my turkey tags. So when I was out archery hunting for deer. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you got so one the first bird, I'd never shot a tom to then. I'd shot hens. You know, see a bird coming along and say, hell with it. You know, I want to shoot something tonight and fill a turkey tag. Yeah. And then uh, Doug Whitcomb, who's a big turkey hunter up our way, his daughter and my son are in the same class. And we were in like an all-day school thing. He got talking, hey, you ever film any turkey hunts? And I said, never done any of it. What? Yeah. You got to come hunt yeah, with Yeah, right, us. So right, right. I told it along as just cameraman. So that's all we did. And we started out by taking out kids. We had like four kids, I think, lined ah, up that weekend. The best. So we started with them and did some shooting with them and, and whatnot. And we had a farm that was letting us hunt over there. So we put all these kids on them and got them all their birds. And then we had a couple other adults that come in, brought my brother on board. Me and Doug could have had a double one day, but I was having so fun filming, filming. everything. I didn't mind. There's a lot we, going on. We had yeah. that bird hayride yeah. over on the farm that I wanted. He kept giving us a slip. Yeah. And I was kind of like getting personal with him. And he's like, well, no. <laughs> and I had all the time to hunt. So that's the one that I shot that flew down yeah. and uh, got on camera. And awesome. that was the first one I'd shot. That is but, awesome. But I think we got... Seven people their birds before I finally pulled the trigger on one, and I was about as hooked as you can get. I oh. tell you, I'm like, why didn't someone fill me in on this spring turkey? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I've been missing yeah. out. So since then is when we started doing it. We decided every year we take kids out hunting, and we start the year with that. Uh, last couple of years we have kids over to my house do a shoot, make sure everyone knows yep. what they're shooting, yep. what to aim at, and everything else. Patterning your gun. We got yep. some yep. sponsors that are helping us out. Usually we get them some hats. We got some New Hampshire back forty hats made up for nice. them. Nice, that's awesome. Uh, we're giving them calls one year, whatever we can do to get them going. Yeah, get them into it. And this year was great because now you can shoot two birds. Yeah, right. so between my boy and Connor, who had him, we got uh, in total of everyone we took out in the Hampshire back 40 last year and us involved we had 19 birds on the ground that's awesome holy moly yeah that's a that's good amount yeah, that's counting mass as well yeah, yeah. it's not all not all on film either but no, oh yeah no. it's, but we've but talked it about it's matter. hard it's just yeah. like yeah. sometimes yeah, some you of them sometimes like, goes out with his old lady they, they're not filming at all right but um no it's a lot of fun i can't wait for it to get going again so what do you guys find in what do you guys find the hardest thing like say say my my downfall with turkey hunting is probably a hand up bird. Like, I question myself too much, and I'm like, should I keep calling, trying to get that hen to talk to me and maybe try to pull her in, or should I make the slip and try to move on that bird? What do you guys find is your downfall when it comes to turkey hunting? What do you find is the hardest part? Like, what do you guys run into? I mean, that's probably the hardest part right yeah. there. I mean, you find a bird that's by himself, and you you can make my, a good my, move on. I feel very confident I'm going to yeah. kill that bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if I know a bird's by himself, I'm pretty confident. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, makes feeling, sense. I'm feeling good about my chances. Yeah. Um, once you throw in the, the hen aspect, it's you know, it's a crapshoot. <laughs> right. Um, it, more often than not, you're not going to get that bird to leave that hen. Yeah. Um, 
I have been able to call in the hens. Get yeah, real we have too. Get real yeah. aggressive with the hens yeah. and stuff. That's Stay what we try. On. You yeah. just, but then that's almost like my overcall. Am I just calling too much? Where now the bird's just gonna shut up and not? You know, I used to think that too, but I've seen some videos there where a hen that just kept yelping and yelping and yelping. And she's where it's like this, yeah. 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 There's if, not if, such thing as overcall. If over I'm trying to call yeah, the hen in, yeah. I, I get aggressive on her. I'll, I'll just fire on. Yeah, yeah. I'll just keep going. She's trying to annoy the hell out of her. You know, yeah. that's really my goal. I mean, if I'm trying to get her in, that's that's what I'm doing. You know, if I'm if I go quiet, she has no reason to come over, come hang out. That's right. True. Yeah, you know, you're right. Yeah. Out. Really, really, you're only get the boss hen of the general area to, to, to do that. So it has to be the right hen. Right. It has um, to be the more dominant hen. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So it has to be the right the right hen. If it's one of the more subordinate hens that that Tom's sticking on, it ain't going to happen. It, yeah. She's like, oh, I'm going to go then get my butt whooped by yeah, this right. anyways, you know, good old cat fight. But, you know, so, you, I mean, you get real aggressive on that dominant hen, and she'll come over, and I've had hens attack my hen decoys, just like a, a yeah, Tom attacks too. a Jake yeah. decoy. Yeah, you know? so that's, that's what you're hoping hen. for. It's got to be the right hen. Um, other than that, you almost got to let that bird go until 9, 9.30 in the morning when he might breed her and yeah, start, start looking for somewhere love else. somewhere else. We've been in that scenario last year. Yeah, we, we fell into that maybe a couple times. I don't know, yeah. 80, 100 yards out, and it's like – what's make the move? Let's yeah. go so upridge. So on that's them. what we did. We called for what forty five minutes, and it was you kept re- yeah, yeah. hammering on. Yeah, and I was like, he's not going. Any. He's doing circle. It sounds yeah. like he's far away, but I, I think just he turning. was him struck. Well, they're yeah. expecting the hen to go to yeah. him anyway. Yeah, so I think he's firing this way, and then he's firing our way. You have a gobble back to him. See, we don't play no. much with the gobble calls. No, no, I, I just I never have. We got the shake gobble call, obviously, but it's like I use that a lot as a locator during a preseason. Um, yeah, I can see where that then, comes in handy. Because they'll gobble right back at it. Yep. Guarantee, because there isn't a lot of people running a gobble call. You guys ever use yeah. goose call? Nope. Nope. Um, for locating? And then I try not to use the Usually gobble call during the season. Or yeah. crow call. Yeah. Goose at call owl. actually works pretty good for locating during yeah. the day, like yeah. say mid morning, something just whip well, out They fired up there in the way when we were out there with Alex that year in the, in the swamp, the yep. pond out back. The goose. The, Geese were going yeah. every time yeah. they made it. They Yeah. This little swamp pond's down. It's a little. Hole you didn't have to do nothing. Oh, yeah. making all the noise for you. Yeah, just yeah. Going, yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> Need that sun to come up now. Yeah. And everything echoes down there too. Yeah. It's just this right. little bowl, and everything just echoes down there, and it's loud. I mean, there's a beaver in that pond. He slaps his tail in the dark, and it echoes through this thing. Oh, you're like, wow, yeah. yeah. The geese come flying in right before sun comes up, and they're echoing in down in there. You're yeah. like, somebody shut these freaking geese, geese up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We called that one in for Alex, so we stayed on that. We're about to leave, and I spotted that one over. I said, there's a tom right over there. So we got set back up and just kept hitting that hand. He's like, I don't think he's coming. But I was, you know, I was situated on the left of everybody, so I could see. I was like, he's getting closer. Yeah. Stay on it. Stay on it. And we just had a single hand. He come all the way around that swamp and that pond. He come a long way to get to where he needed to be. Really? And finally, he starts coming up that Class 6 road, and I saw the red head, and I'm like... It's on now. <laughs> yeah, that's all I need there. to see. There's big bullpine sitting right in the corner. We came around. We were on the power line. As soon as he came around that corner and he fired off, we got some good video of yeah, that, that day, too. I knew. I, I wanted Alex to wait. He was yeah. coming right into us. I'm thinking, we're getting great footage, but he shot. But it all worked <laughs> out. But to think how far, when we started, we were on the far end of that pond. Right. And they were, seemed like they were working away up the ridge, like towards your house and your neighbors. Yep. Yeah, they were on posted property, actually. They were up yep. on top of a ridge of posted property. Um and yeah, they were heading back into the woods away from us. We had to loop around, and the way the posted property works over there, it's kind of like a, a like the corner of it. Okay. We can work along one edge, and we have to go right. around the swamp to get yeah get to the other to side, get to yeah. the other edge. Um, so there's a group of birds. It's the apartment that I was living in. They roost 200 yards behind the house. Um, 
Bird feed a bird. I love to. Yeah, I love to. Because you know yeah, what they do. Yeah. They go you don't even need to go I can cut them off, right? The problem is, is the next door neighbor to me where I lived um, posts their property. Um, and they would pitch out of the, the roost. And they'd sometimes they'd land in the posted property. Yeah. Sometimes they land at the bottom of the ridge and you can catch them there. And sometimes they just... Just glide over the top yeah. of you, so it's always they come walking along the stone wall, and you see the hedge on the other side. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we'd work those birds first, just because it's one of those areas where, like, they're roosted there, three hundred days out of the year. Yeah. Um, and then you can hear some birds wa- working the ridges on the other side yeah. of the swamp every once in a while. And when we work these birds, they went up onto the posted land. We're like, well, you know, those birds are up in there, they're gonna hang on that bird feeder for the next three hours. I know, right. I know what they do. I'm like, well, let's loop around this thing. We heard a couple birds on the roost r- real early on that other side. So we kind of looped around and got up on top of the other ridge and get down to the power lines and just make a call. And then, boom, they gobble on the posted side, different posted property, up on top of the opposite ridge over there. And you're just standing like they're, they're a ways off. And you call again. You're like, oh, they might be coming down the hill a little might bit. Might be able and to pull them over, yeah. call again. They sound a little bit closer, and they're working that little edge line of that posted sign. And we're like, well, let's sit down for a little bit. And we call for a while, and they gobble hard, and they work their way down. And eventually, it didn't. they got to about 100 yards, 150 yeah. yards. And they were hammering right there down at the bottom of the ridge. They just wouldn't come up into the power lines with us. They were staying right in that posted Actually, I think the one that came over, you know, some of them shut up. Yeah, yeah. You don't know what they're talking. doing. Yeah. Hey, yeah. the one that was still gobbling was a little further away, but I think I caught that one. I said, yeah. there's one coming. And yeah. it was like, no, Yeah, because eventually like, we ended up standing up. Yeah. We were about to leave. Adam had to go, go to work. He only had a little couple hours off in the morning. shut up. And so, yeah, we, we had stood up. We had picked up the <clears> decoy, <throat> and we were just kind of talking. We are like, man, it's it's hard to leave gobbling yeah. birds. You know, yeah. you know they're right there, but... And like I said, Adam was saying, he goes, all of a sudden he caught movement. You could look across the swamp into the other tree line the other side. And he goes, oh, there's a bird right there. It looks like he's coming this way. Oh, he was looking. You know, he got yeah. that look. Yeah, on yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we scrambled and set back up, and that was, that was some cool footage. That one, that one, I think, is on our Facebook page, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 That was yeah, my buddy Alex good. Brown's hunt. That, yeah, that bird walks right square into. I mean, he's staring at the camera the entire way, and he yeah. hammers a gobble at forty yards, oh, and shakes yeah. the ground. Oh, wait, and, you know, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Alex. Yep, yeah, yeah, you end up rolling that one over. Like as he's walking towards us, he just rolls them over at 25, awesome. 30. Morning hunts are the easiest ones to fish. Oh yeah, I know you, a lot you of... know everything. Get a spot to set up. You know the roost, and you kind of got a game plan. But once the morning hunting falls to the wayside, and you're just kind of running and gunning, or we're trying to say, locate birds. That, that's right. what, yeah, that's what yep. I think. Find is the easiest with the morning is like you know that at least you can get that one gobble on in the trees before yep. they pitch down and then they shut up. You know they're there still. So yeah, they're there somewhere. Yeah, just playing around with them, right? Yep. Then instead of going in there blind in the afternoon, maybe running up on Yeah, or if you go on past nine, or it's evening, like, yeah. to get or a gobble, you're morning. like, all right, here we go. Am I just hiking here? Yeah. Or am I, am I turkey hunting? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, late, late in the morning after nine o'clock, they said, I, I do that. I put boots to the ground and every, troll. every hundred yeah. yards, I'll, I'll throw a out a call. Yeah, yeah that's you know? what we find the best. And usually, yeah. once you find a bird at that time of the morning, you better set up and get yeah. get ready quick because they're coming and they're coming he's fast. He's looking for a hen now and he's coming quick. So, yeah, that's. Those are some fun yeah, ones. Yeah, trolling. Trolling. Trolling's definitely fun. Yeah. Should you call it trolling? Trolling. Just, <laughs> yeah, because you walk through the yeah, woods. Yeah, that's what you're doing. <laughs> my dad, yep. that's what we did. Yep. Is we yep. always, Whenever we couldn't get a bird in the morning or something like that, just start walking through the piece that you know where the birds are at, just trolling around and hitting the call. For and sure. Usually pick one up. Yeah, yeah I, like, I like it a lot. It's, it's a different 
Different change from deer hunting, you know. Sitting oh yeah, sitting a tree for oh, three straight months. Oh, and it's like, you know, listening. I'm ready, I'm oh, wait, ready to shit, move. That? No, squirrel. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it comes, come turkey season. I'm not ready to sit very long. Yeah, no. I've killed a couple birds on patience. Like I said, those hend up birds were. All right, seven o'clock. All right, I'm looking at the clock. All right, two and a half hours. Yeah. they'll be ready to go again. You know, let's lay down, and take a nap. Like I've I've done. I've killed birds that way. I've killed some big birds that way. Um, but it's not my preferred way. Yeah. You know, sometimes I sit yeah. around all deer, deer, deer season. Yeah, I want to get the move. Yeah. Not for turkey. No. Yeah. You know, if they're not gobbling, I'm like, this is bullshit. Yeah. Well, we gotta go. <laughs> yeah. We're wasting time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <coughs> Other than that, yeah. Um, you guys, you guys both shot deer this year. Yeah. We yeah. both jump into that two, if you guys right? want. Yeah. I shot two. Yeah, I shot two. Yeah. yeah. Did you did you get that buck on film? Nope. No. Nope. Okay. No. No, I wasn't carrying a camera with me at all that day. Um, that was actually my first racked buck. So I've only killed oh, two, sweet. I've only killed two bucks in my life now. Um, killed one with my bow. When that I was, was a hell of a deer still. That's 23. A, that was a beautiful buck. That was a good buck. Yeah, yeah it was. that was, that was fun. Yep. My first art, first buck was with a bow. Um, 23, I think I was when I shot that one. So six or seven years ago now. And that one put me in tears. I had deer hunted for what? 10, 12 uh -huh. years at that point. Oh really? Oh yeah. And I'd never, I think I'd seen two bucks in my life wall hunting so yeah. when i shot that one um i shot it checked the arrow and i knew that deer was in some serious trouble and yeah. my cell phone died didn't have a <laughs> flashlight with me so i had to leave the woods and go back home oh now you're dreaming all night like no no i just went home to charge batteries but when oh, i got, oh, when oh, I got oh, okay I, was gonna I, say. I got one text out to my girlfriend who's my wife at the time now but um i got one text out just saying i just shot a buck so i got to the house like her and her dad are like at the at the door. All right, let's go. I've got tears coming down yeah, my face. I'm so like, Why are you crying? Oh, I'm like, I don't know. You don't understand. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. Charged some cell phone batteries and got some flashlight, and that deer made it like 45 yards and crashed. Um, so that was pretty cool. But That's yeah, this awesome. year was my first racked buck, and I went into this year with a goal of shooting a racked deer. Um, I was passing on passing all spikes. On deer. Yep. Yeah. I, was, I was like, you know what? I've only got one buck to my name, but you know, I'm passing on spikes. I want, I want a racked deer. And I put a lot of time, a lot of work, and doesn't come did. easy. I've I've spent nope. a lot of money at the same time just on gear, and you know it's not all gas. about gear. Yeah, gas, <laughs> gas. I know um, people with horseshoes stuck up their ass where yeah, they just walk ten feet, and it's like, all right, hey, you I just shot a hundred and fifty inch deer, yeah. and it weighs almost two hundred pounds. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's I like, mean, what? My brother I, did that. Yeah, this year. <laughs> a cork of a buck. He's in the woods for all the ten minutes. Uh, I, got, I got fortunate on that buck. For, I mean, for all the time and work that I've put in, that one came relatively easy. Um, I was on my, my rutcation. You know, I took a vacation rutcation. from work. So I take the week, the last part of muzzleloader and the first part of rifle. Yeah, because rifle sense. starts on a Wednesday. Right. So I, I hunt those last couple of days of muzzleloader. I take that whole Might week well. for a vacation. Um, and I hunted, I mean, for having a newborn kid this year, I hunted a lot, hunted pretty hard. I almost hunted, I was almost able to hunt every weekend because yeah. my daughter's, like, you know, a little over a year now. Yeah. But even the first year when she was born in November, I'd pretty much, I yep. archery hunted and that was it. Yeah, I I try to hard. take the whole hunting season off myself. Right? <laughs> you should do get most of it too. Yeah. <laughs> I had hunted hard this year and I had hunted mm. hard the last, so I get every Friday out. So I had hunted Friday, That's Saturday, awesome. Sunday, Monday, yeah. um, pretty hard. You work long days then. Yeah, I work uh, four nines. Four nines? Oh, yeah, that ain't too bad. Or then. four tens. Four Sorry. tens. Okay, four tens. yeah, I was yep. going to say. Um, so yeah, so I hunted those four days dark to dark all day long, pretty much with the muzzleloader. So that next day, that Tuesday is the last day muzzleloader before rifle opens up, and it was cold and rainy over where we were. It was like 33 degrees, but drizzly, foggy, wet, and just not oh, good, just not good muzzleloader weather. Yeah. So I actually slept in that day. 
help my wife get get up and get the baby ready and yeah um make her happy let, yeah let my wife go off to work and drop her off at daycare and about eight seven thirty eight o'clock i was headed to the woods um so i got a late start and got out there and i was just gonna i was gonna do some a scouting trip you know it's quiet because it's so wet and yeah, walk my way around through, yeah. and i was chasing a good sized buck this year a pretty big eight um i'd say he's did you have that? I'm guessing you had the Dion trail camera. You guys yeah. put out trail cameras? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I figured I've, I've got said. over a dozen trail cameras yeah. that I'm running. But um, I had had a number of pictures of them the last three weeks, and I was getting close on them. I had been within 300 yards twice on them um, to where I know where I was sitting and where I check cameras. I can. I was within 300 yards of them twice <clears throat> during archery season before wow. that. Um, so I was. I, I had an area where I thought he was Pretty, pretty sure he was betting. Are you running your cameras in a in a pattern, like at a square or a circle? Um, or a... I was running them mostly on scrapes this year. So, okay. but in this general area that you're hunting, are you running? You're just locating his scrapes or what you think are his scrapes? And you almost like try to set them up as in I want to see where he's coming in and maybe where he's exiting so, this one little area. Yeah, where what happened was I up. caught him in one piece of woods, um, and the, I was oh man, I was getting him on a couple cameras every now and then. Um, but it wasn't real consistent. So talking with Neil Pendleton, who I've become Son a real good friend yeah. with, and he, 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 he knows looking how, at pictures right now. He knows how to find big deer. Um, he's like he's he's got to be on a, crossing a road somewhere. So I mean, I'm sending him pictures or of tote road or stuff. something. Well, it's just oh, like just a, it's it's, 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 it's not a general big piece of woods. I mean, if I do a, a circle around the entire piece of woods, it's about three miles. Okay. So it's not really so, yeah, all that a, big. Yeah. To, to circle the whole thing, he's like he's crossing a road somewhere. He's in another piece and coming into yours every Why once in a while. Why did you think that? Did you just because my 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 picture, I wasn't finding like scrapes. The piece of woods I was in, yeah. I wasn't finding scrapes. That's what we're- so we I, I admit, we got a huge area. This is though. huge. Yeah, what so is I, that huge I, area I had, though? I had found. So I made a mock <laughs> scrape, and this buck had hit that that scrape um, two days after I had made it, and he never hit it again. But I was scouting this piece of woods hard, and I couldn't find any like real natural scrapes. And I was finding rubs. Um, I was getting them on cameras in this piece of woods. I had four cameras in that piece of woods. I'd get them on one in a different part every once in a while, and I'm trying to figure out all right. He's on this camera on this. What wind direction was he here? Why why was he here? Then, right. Okay. Um, that's one of the big things Neil's like taught me. He's like, there's a why reason. Is he, why yeah, is why he is he that? there when he's there? Um, he picks his brain every chance he can. Oh, right yeah. I can oh, see yeah, it because I'm picking yeah. yours right now. I'm just yeah. thinking yeah. right now of all the times have, we no, ran into have, right yeah. now. We have a couple of great bucks. Yeah, yeah. and it's just like it's they the same seem scenario like you're talking well, about. Right they're there, then all of a sudden they're gone, but there's no scrapes. You can take in the weather or something, the wind and the weather and the temps and the barometer, that type of thing, know what's going on. You might find a pattern that kind of jumps out after that. And that time of year, late October, early November, they're hitting scrapes hard is kind of what I've what I've learned. He's like, you have to find his scrape. You know, there's there's gonna be a one or two or th- maybe three of his primary scrapes he's gonna hit all the time, and he goes, you have to find it. Like, and he doesn't think those are nighttime activity. He, I mean, they might be, yeah, but that, well, it's gonna be it's gonna, gonna be close to be close to bed. So you were just finding scrapes and yeah, putting cameras on scrapes. The ones that they hit in the morning, yeah. So before the right before the sun comes up, yeah, those are good ones. Yep, and the, there's some that the, the, if they're close enough to bedding, they'll hit them when they get up on their feet in, in the, the afternoons. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I mean, I started looking at maps and stuff. I'm like, all right, this. If I cross this road, this leads to a bigger piece of woods. It starts off small, but then it opens up. So maybe he's to, hanging to, to out a big there. piece of woods. Yeah. So is, is he going, more time is in he there going that way? Back. Yeah. I see yep, what you're saying. So I went and kind of drove around, parked, found a different place to park, crossed the road, and started scouting that area. And I wasn't in uh, on the other side of the road 200 yards 
and I found a scrape line on top of a ridge on the other side of the road. Ah, so the the, the like, ridge was ah. parallel to the road, and it was every 50 yards I was finding another scrape. And then I found one giant, almost car hood size one, um, and I put a spy point camera on that one, so, cell phone camera. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it was the next day I had him on that camera. And then when I checked. What was the time? Was it nighttime? Mm-hmm. It, was, still? it was afternoon. It was, it was shooting time. No I shit. had more pictures of this deer in shooting light really? than, than I did not shooting light. And then I put regular cameras on some of the other smaller scrapes at the time. Um, and I found them on a couple of those ones, you know, kind of same, same ridge line. So I started hunting him on this, the opposite side of the road, hunting him more because I was getting more pictures of him. He was a little more consistent over there. Um, coming in from the backside of that, the long way, just <clears throat> trying to learn the piece of property. Where is he betting? Like trying to, trying to figure out this new piece of woods because I hadn't been in there before. Um, so this particular day, I wanted to do a big loop, and I was trying to come in from the downwind side of where I thought he might be betting. And I wanted to slowly poke through the bedding area because where I thought he might be bedding, I hadn't been in, been in before. Right. But I'm like, with the, with the wet weather, it's going to be quiet. I can probably slow poke my way through there. Even if he's not in there, I bust him out. You know, it's, you know, move slow enough and quiet yeah. enough. Right. Know, yeah. try, and, try and learn it a little bit. And yeah, with, see what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'd only made it a couple hundred yards. I was looping to the north of this piece. And it was going to be a big all-day loop. It was going to take me to, to go up, to get to the downwind side. And I was just slow poking my way through it. Um, just, you know, walk 50 yards and kind of stop and scan. And move, walk real slow, real quietly, and stop and scan. And I got to a – it's an old cut area, a lot of downed logs and real trashy stuff to yeah, walk through. Yeah, they left behind, yeah. Yeah, um, a lot of whips <clears throat> and stuff that are growing up, the new growth and stuff. It's probably eight, nine-year-old cut. Yeah. So a lot of stuff's – no Six head high, high. Yeah. yeah getting yeah. kind of i know what you mean tired. Yeah. so i came to a spot where i found like three or four good sized rubs all together I'm like, oh this is pretty cool you know marked it on my onyx app on my phone marked that and i made it like 30 more yards up on this little knoll and there was like four beds on this little knoll and it was like just tall grass on this little knoll it wasn't in the tree line or anything like that i'm like well this is interesting <laughs> oh, from yeah. this little knoll right here they you can see a lo- point. they yeah. can see a long ways yeah. so i'm like they know you're coming so i, I, I kind of like yeah. <laughs> so i kind of do a little spin <laughs> turn i'm like well, you got a hemlock over there hemlock over there you know i, I like to hide stands something adam taught me hiding stands and hemlock trees just yeah. real good cover yeah i'm like i can hang a stand cover, up yeah. here and you know something comes to this bedding area it, you get 20 25 yard shot pretty easy in here for all these good vantage points so I drop down the other side of the, the knoll and I just kind of stop and I get underneath some of those hemlocks I had checked out. And it was almost like fingers where they had done the cuts. There'd be a, a group of trees and there'd be yeah, a finger be like, of cut yeah, and there'd be yeah. a group of trees and there'd be another finger of cut. So I'd stopped in the group of trees and there was a finger of cut and I could kind of see up in there a little bit and I could kind of see the tree line for the other group of trees across from me. And I just kind of hung out there real quick and I just kind of stopped and, you know, just cooling off a little bit. I was getting a little warm and I'm just scanning. And um, I caught movement coming off from another little knoll along that tree line um, on the other side of the cut. And I see, I see the body move. So then I get the gun kind of up. And I, ca- I caught antler. I'm like, all right. Oh, it's a buck. Yeah, yeah, it's a buck. We're in the game now. Yeah. Then, then, he, then he hits a, the next gap. I go, not a spike. Yeah. I go, yeah. hammer back. And then now around, I start yeah. looking for shooting lanes. I'm like, so I, I'm kind of got the gun up in front of him. And I'm like, all right, way up here, it gets way open. I go, I don't, I don't know way. if he's going to make it all the way over right. there. So I, so I scan back. I'm like, there's a tight window here. There's a couple saplings, oh, you know, I hate, 10, you 12 inches apart. Yeah. Your butthole's yeah. puckering yeah. the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, he's yeah. out there about, about 50 yards coming parallel to me. So he's coming broadside. 
And I'm like, ah, I don't know if I can fit through. So I, I find another hole further back, and he gets there, and I, I give him a mat to try and stop him because he was, this is right. He was cruising. Yeah. He was definitely yeah. looking for those. He was cruising. He was moving kind of quick. I give him a mat, and he never heard it. Yeah. With the raindrops falling and stuff, there was probably loud in the woods. Not, yeah. No reaction at all. He just kept on moving. I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah. Hey! I'm like, yeah, exactly. I need to find another hole. I'm like, oh, I got that big one. I'm, I still, it's like, I find that tight one. I'm like, all right. And he steps into that one. I yelled at him. I just gave him a real loud, man, as loud as I could. And he just hammered the brakes. And as soon as he stops, I pull the trigger. Um, Boom. And it was just a cloud of smoke with a muzzle odor. You oh, know? And then it's like, there's no deer. <laughs> well, yeah, like, yeah. Correct. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. I, I could hear him, though. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I could hear him running. Like, I could hear the beam breaking branches. I could hear yep. where he goes. And it wasn't too far. And it got quiet real quick. But I'm like, I don't know. I just, I've never shot a deer with a muzzle odor. Um, yeah. I shot one with Adam a couple years ago. That we never found. Um, yeah. And that was a shot that I rushed. A nice, easy 30, 40 I yard. put him on a good buck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Our archery or was it with a gun? Was a muzzle loader. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm a, it was a, I rushed it. A 40-yard chip shot wide open on that one, and we never found that deer. You always just tend to pull up, pull the hammer back, and when you know it's something you yeah. want to kill, it's just like quick. Correct. Yep. Yeah. So this time, you know, I reload the gun. I take a couple of minutes. I'm like, oh, I don't even know if I hit this deer. And like, yeah. I'm planning. First thing. I'm, I'm, I'm planning an all day, all day walk here. I'm like, well, if I miss this deer, I don't want to just waste my time yeah. sitting here, you know. So I'm like, well, I'll just go over. You know, I've learned a lot from Adam as far as tracking. He's tracked a lot of deer, and now he's gotten a dog tracking. Oh yeah, well, I want to get. I've learned a lot too, from him too. Yeah. You know, it's, you're better off waiting. I'm like, well, I'll just check and see if I hit him. You know. So I get to where I think he is, and I'm like, oh, it looks like there's like the ground scuffed up here, like where he might have taken off. Um, but I didn't find any hair. I didn't find any blood. But it looked like I could see the hoof marks digging into the wet leaves. I'm like, well, I'll just follow this, you know, a, a little bit. Just as, if I find a spot of blood, I'll stop, and I'll back yeah. out and give it a little bit of time. So I just I followed around a little knoll. I made it 30 or 40 yards, and I got my head down searching hard, and all of a sudden, boom, I hear him get up and take off. Oh, and I hear ting, 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 branches hitting off antlers, you know, as he's, he's taking off, and I kind of run up to kind of circle him so I can get a view on him because he's heading back out into an open yep. cut, and I, I never saw him. I'm like, oh, crap. I'm like, well, he was still here. Was either he, I missed him, he didn't know what was going on, or, you know, he was hurt or something bedded down real quick so i walked over to where i thought i heard him get up from and yeah yeah, he there was a big old pool of blood where where he had embedded too much farther yeah Yeah, i'm like oh crap i just he's bedded and i jumped him like what the heck i'm like did i gut you i'm like what's wrong with you no one ever talks about that with the muzzleloader like archery okay yeah give it a half hour if you know if it's a good hit give it an hour yeah should always muzzleloader nothing less than a half an hour i don't care if he drops yeah, that's why I two loader. sandwiches. One's yeah. when I shoot something. Yeah, that's the hardest thing to convince people to do. I yeah, know because you just want to get up and look. Oh, they did do. I hit it? And go yeah. look for blood. Correct. So once I Everyone's found that, once yeah. I found that spot of blood, I followed it about 15 yards, and he went out into that open cut, and I got up on a stump, and I just kind of scanned as far as I could. I'm like, is he down somewhere? Is he standing somewhere? Can I get another shot on him? And I didn't see anything, so then I'm like, you know, what? I'm I'm backing out. So. I, I walked out and about halfway out of my walk, I I think I just got into my truck. I called Adam. Yeah. I'm like, hey, bud. He's, he's at work. He's hey, like, you got that dog? He's like, what's going on? <laughs> Lucky for him, I was doing a bathroom remodel right in New Boston. So yeah. I wasn't fine. We were going to be done by about midday. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, so I'm like, this, this is what I got going on. What do you think? He's like, well, what do you mean you walked right up there? I know. Everything well, I told him not to do, he went yeah. dead. Why, why, why would he call me? Just, just walk right up there. I'm like, well, I was just trying to see if I hit him. I didn't want to waste any waste yeah, the day, you know, yeah. if I didn't if I didn't hit him. 
like, I know I screwed up or whatever. So he's like, well, I'll meet up with you this afternoon. And so I went and had breakfast and backed out of there and dried my clothes because they're still wet from the rain oh, and everything. So, so yeah. And then we got back in there. We had Desha in there and I brought him back to the spot. I'm like, all right, I was standing right here. He was right about over there. Um, it turns out he was probably another eight or 10 yards further back in that tree line than I thought he was. When you shot? When I shot. I hate yeah. that. Because it's, it's like so, you're looking, and you're like, then you oh, go back yeah. and forth to the same yeah. spot where you shot, and you look again through the scope. So, it's right there. Then you go up. And from like, from where Desha caught the scent, like I said, it was eight or 10 yards further back. So the little scuff marks I saw weren't weren't my deer because right. we made it 10 yards. And he's like, well, look at all this blood right here. Is this what you saw? I'm like, no, nah, I never saw that. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, no, he was right here. I'm yeah. telling you. So we, we well, made, funny. We, hunters will tell you when they go on a, I don't mean to interrupt, but they'll, they see something. And for whatever reason, it's not always correct. Right. Sometimes people will shoot a deer, and then they see a deer running off, and it could have been a deer that never Behind saw. it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that one's running. So now their focus is everything's going this way. Right. Uh, trees look a lot alike. You get in a stand of hemlocks. You're looking at this hemlock, but it's actually you get back there, and now you're looking at the one in front of it. Right, yeah. yeah. Which is probably what happened. You get excited. Yeah. You're looking at everything, and you don't see nothing. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. you walk over there, and you think, oh, it was right here. And then, so, of course, you put the dog yeah. on it, and where I, where I she'll right let you know what's yeah. going on. There was a piece on. of flagging yeah. tape to the high left of where I shot him from, and I remember that. So like a like, survey? Yeah, survey, survey, yeah. survey yeah. tape. So I, but he was further, it was, like, the, I was right on the right line. Yeah. It was just, he was a little bit further back than what I thought. And <clears> he, is, he had started spitting out blood a lot earlier than what I had known of. Right. So when I jumped in my bedding, it was probably 40 or 50 yards of blood that So he's, I, he's that dead I or dying. You know, I mean, I wasn't sure at, at this yeah. point. Yeah. You know, it was the, the blood looked kind of chunky, um, so I didn't know if it was gut or. But it looked pretty red. I mean, it looked yeah. decent to me. Um, it's but, tough when you come in hours later to look at the blood and try to determine. Plus, it's wet out. Right, yeah. right. So, yeah. Plus, it's wet. Yeah, it started snowing and now sleeting you got on my that. walk. Not out. bad that you yeah. know, give yourself that half an hour or more and wait and get over there and look at what you see because that yeah. fresh blood and everything there is going to tell. When you come in, when you leave and you come back and you try to analyze the blood, I don't care who it's, it is and what they're going to tell you. They don't different. know what they're talking about. And you just can't. Yeah. What, what was there initially has changed so much. That you can't really look at that unless you've got you real frothy blood in the gut that's about the only thing right, right. yeah so the blood yep. itself oh is it dark blood is it like i i don't believe none of that yeah yeah, so, yeah. yeah we got a sandwich yeah i've seen deer that have bled like a stuck pig yeah and they've lived to be another day and i've seen some that never bled much at all and they were dead within 100 yards right yeah, yeah. so it, it's it's not really as easy as looking at the blood like they'll show you little samples of blood in some of these magazines yeah yeah say, yeah oh this, this is lung blood this is liver heart, blood this yeah. is that i'll tell you from close to 100 tracks with the dog now that i don't believe that the best thing you can do is wait that half an hour go over by all means and look at where you're shot and see what you can find out yeah because when we when you hit a deer with a gun especially if you're gun hunting there's a lot when we had the um seminar for the dog track and they took some heavy poly they took a roadkill deer and they, they shot hung it up between it? posts, and they shot it with a 270 with plastic <laughs> laid up behind it. How many yards? Oh, they give it maybe 50 yards or something like he, that? Yeah, uh, probably 40 yards. 40 yards, yeah. But there was stuff 10 feet in the tree. Yeah, holy up shit. Up on the poly. Spray. Yeah, the spray. spray there is unbelievable. And that they, that they, way a human would never see. You'd never see. Right. But that's when you know, when you bring the dog on the scene, there's a big scent dump right there of scent that the dog yeah. picks up on. And once your dog starts tracking for a while, she turns inside out as soon as she gets, because she knows what's going on. Yeah, really. So you can get to some spots oh, where people think they hit it good and all that, and the dog doesn't, 
go turn inside out, you're kind of going, I'm not so sure you hit the deer good. Well, how do you know? <laughs> well, my dog, dog doing yeah. The dog's yeah. telling me just by how she acts. So by all means, get up there and look, see what you can find, see, you know, look, and then, then make your decision to keep going or not. Mm-hmm. Bumping a deer once isn't so bad, but if you bump a deer once, back out. Don't try to keep going after it. Because you'll bump a deer once and you might get away with it. You bump it a second time, I'm going to tell you, you're going to put distance between you. Yeah. And if they're not bleeding good, even for a dog, it might be a little harder because now their bounds are further yeah, away. Farther, they're leaving yeah. less scent and it can be a little bit harder. So you try to tell people, go after your deer, you know, but try to be smart and reasonable time's on your side if he's going to be dead he's going to be dead right if he's alive or he's going to take a while to die use time it's, it's tough to pull out of the woods first time i had to pull out of the woods on a deer oh, oh it wasn't now you had to go home shot. And, yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. the lawn rake out back yeah. do some wood, you know anything else try to be do done? something right? yeah. and you're like that was only 15 minutes uh, <laughs> i gotta wait four hours yeah yeah, yeah we we haven't given that deer six hours is that and, what it was um, Yep. yep, and then from the point where I jumped him out of the bed, he bled another 15, 20 yards, like little drops here and there, and then he dried up pretty good. But um, once Desha was on him, she she got on that trail pretty good, and he probably made another 100. And Well, that would have been a tough one because that deer started heading down the skid road, and then all of a sudden did an about face and 90 degree right and went up this little knoll. So you're going along thinking, well, here's blood. His blood, you, you know, you might find a little go blood. Straight. You're thinking the next yeah, bloodline's in that straight, straight line. Right. Yeah. All of a sudden, when pulled us up the side of the hill, I, you trust your dog. You learn that yeah. real quick. And she brought us up, and then he kind of swung around to maybe look for his back. And we found him in a little bit of a belly. Yeah. When I first saw the day, I'm like, oh, there's your buck man. He's right there. And that's a hell of a feeling when you. When you oh, find that's crazy. Absolutely. It's crazy yeah. how yeah. the deer just all sudden. That would have been one that you might not have found without a dog just because of what the deer did. The way it did. No way. Especially a muzzleloader bullet doesn't bleed as much either. And he had dried up pretty. Like I said, he had dried up after the first 15, 20 yards. We found one little tiny spot when we started going up that hill. Yeah. Uh, and we had gone 60, 70 yards without any blood. We wow. found that one little spot. We're like, oh, we're definitely still on. And how was the hit? Um, I hit him front of the heart, square in the shoulder. So his left so front shoulder that, was jello. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't using he his left front leg at all. Leg, yeah. um, it was it was junk. Um, so yeah, I hit him square in that that left front shoulder and completely demolished it. So I mean, it wasn't the best shot, but it wasn't. Oh, it, wasn't it was a terrible. good shot. I yeah. think it was a good shot. Yeah, yeah. Well, center I mean, mass. It killed him. Center yeah. mass. <laughs> and, and he would have been down in that first 40, 50 yards if I had given it. 20 30 minutes maybe you think he would have died in that bed yeah i don't yeah. think he would have gotten up if i hadn't pushed yeah him, but... they bed that soon chances are he probably would have been yeah. right there and when i jumped him in the first 50 60 yards that's like i was pissed that i jumped him but i'm like he's hurt bad if he bed that quick yeah um so like i i was pissed that i jumped him but i'm like i just hope we can find him now because i'm pretty sure he's gonna die i just need to be able to find him how far is he gonna go now that I jump even him? bumping him can be good <clears throat> if you can bump the deer just watch him try to see what what What's he doing? What's he doing? Yeah. Right. Is he got a leg that's junk? Is he, you know, you, you might be able to size right. him up. You might be able to see blood on the side of the deer or something. So bumping him, like I said, once ain't so bad, but it's, you know, you make those calls as you go, and it's tough. Second time. You got to go in and at least see if you hit the deer. And sometimes you bump him up, and you see blood, and you see blood, what are you going to do? You're going to look to see, find some more blood. Right. But it's when you bump him that first time that you might want to just put the brakes on yourself and say, all right, I'm going to stop this for I a bit. I was smart there. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, didn't, yeah I didn't completely screw up. Yeah, no. Um, do you get yeah, guys that call you from the tree stand? Hey, I just hit one. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I first got it, I just it, get hit one. Have yeah. you got that look for blood? No, nope, my, my dad. <laughs> my dad has two GSPs, and when they started, I don't know. He he's it was probably three or four years ago. Yeah, when he, probably four. When yeah, he did four. it, four. And um, he likes to be in the woods. 
And I know that takes up a huge amount of time just because I know he did it. And he would be getting calls from Berlin. And he he lives in Milton, New Hampshire, which is south of here. And he'd be getting a phone call at, you know, 530. Hey, I just hit one. I'm in in my tree stand. haven't got down yet. You think you can make it up here? Yep. And it was like, yeah, it was phone call after phone call after phone call. And he's like, Uh I can't fucking, I can't do it. How do you handle those calls? Not, I feel not like, to put you on a spot like that. No, no, no. I, I don't mind. No, you, you have a little interview with everybody and try yeah. to figure them out. Yeah. And after the, the first season, I was, I don't want to say nervous, but you're not sure what you're doing, so yeah. to speak. Right, you're well, not, you're conf- not confident. You're not right. confident. But then you start figuring out what questions you want to ask, and you start realizing. You can ask questions to set people up to get answers that you okay, I maybe, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Definitely. you start learning right away how to interpret what's being told to you and what you want to do. What have you done? Sometimes you try to ask a question to make them think that you want them to answer a certain way. Yeah. And if they answer that certain way, you know, now they're just like, they're going to take whatever I want them to. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not always easy, but it's going now. And and not everybody, (laughs) not everybody analyzes what happens correctly. Right. You know, they might've seen a deer take off one way and I don't think everyone's necessarily lying to you, but everyone's so different that sometimes you get on them and they realize, I think with the dogs getting more popular with social media, people yeah, are starting to think like, yeah. well, I don't want to go in there and screw it up for the dog. What have you done so far? I didn't do nothing, man. I backed right out. You didn't yeah. even look for your deer? You want me to drive an hour and a half or an right. hour well, over that, there to yeah. go look? Yeah. Have you not even? Maybe you should try. Yeah. We've got some where you get in there and 50 yards, there's the deer. Yeah. You're kind of going, wow, you know, we're not here to do that. Right. I'm you could too. have found that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I did I the have, whole way I with my eyeballs. Too. <laughs> but la- last season was crazy as far as calls. I was getting so many calls, they'd fill up my voicemail and I couldn't get back to everyone. They couldn't leave me a message and people were chewing me out on voicemails, yeah. cussing me out, saying, what the fuck, you're going to track or what? You guys going to be and you're like, hey, well, you've got a life too. That's what happened yeah, to my I come out of the wood opening day, that big 10 pointer I had, I watched him bet. I had him at 60 yards. And then he betted at about 80. Yeah. And I knew I was in a good spot. I could have sat there all day and waited for him. Yeah. Then my phone rang. And a guy over, I forget where it was now, but they just shot one. Yeah. Thought they got a good hit on it and all that. Tells me the story. Well, that buck's going to be there for a while. I got a great wind. I could probably get out of here and maybe sneak back in. I'm have hard trouble saying no. Someone that wants some help. Yeah. Chances are, I, I guess, I, you know. So anyway, so I left. And you get over there and find out the story is a bunch of nonsense. Oh, Do you make boy. him tell me where were you sitting? I was sitting. You could tell we were sitting. He cleared out a spot. Yeah. The deer was coming along here on the, on the other side of the stone wall. What the hell did you shoot at her ear? Because you right. couldn't see you nothing. Couldn't see oh it. no, I could see whole, the whole half top side of that deer. I said the hell you could. I went over there and sat down on the ground. And I'm like, I don't care. Deer ain't that tall. Yeah. No way. And he ricocheted. He got excited. Yeah. So now I pulled out of there to go do all that. And you and could have been shooting your buck. And before I left that one, I got another call. So <laughs> now I'm spending the whole day running around tracking yeah. for people. And it is what it is. You try to do, you know, trying to help out, but it's gotten to the point where it's like I, I can only do so much. It's and right. I love hunting too much. And the previous year when I first started, I had the whole hunting season off. Yeah. So I didn't mind. I'd track all weekend. We'd do two, three, four calls a day, do a dozen of them from Friday on, yeah. and then I'd hunt all week. Right. But now if I'm going to be working all week, <laughs> I, only got I can't two days. do it, and I yeah. try to do one or two a, a night, and then you're not getting home till midnight, one in the morning, and then you're yeah, getting right. up going to work, and it started to become too much. So Right. I don't, I'm not sure I'm going to be put on the list for next year. Yeah, it's good to have for you and my friend, you know, right. friends, whoever yep. needs it. You know, everybody's got your number who you know is important to you. And that's how that's how my dad kept it. Is like I'm take, I'm going to get off the list and yeah, I understand I just, why because it's just too much. 
You know? I love doing it. It's, a, it's fun. We've been oh. tracking, helping people for a long time, but you just can't help everybody in the state. Right. Just yeah. watching the dogs dog, is fun. I was just going to say that. It, it's, watching it's a cool experience. sporting dog work is just yeah. like, damn. Oh. Some of the tracks that she did just blow you away. We did one over in Ware. A guy had shot a nice big buck, 200-pound eight-pointer, and when, as soon as he shot it with his muzzle loader, the skies opened up and started raining. I got on that day about four or five hours later with Desha. Pouring rain. I'm talking, it was pouring out. You couldn't even see any blood. Desha never even skipped a beat through this old cut over slash over stone wall. Found this thing in a pond yeah. of water. And I just, because the guy's like, you're going to be able to find the deer? I said, I'll be honest, I don't know. This is the first track I've had with her in weather like this, but right. I'll drive over there. The next town over, we'll give it hell. Yeah. We found that deer, and I couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe it. But <laughs> what kind of dog is it? She's a chocolate lab. Chocolate lab, yeah. really nice. So the water don't matter. We got yeah, it. the water don't. Two matter. Two years yeah. ago, like we were saying, every pot, puddle of water was a pond. Yeah. So we got to the edge of that one. I got a thirty foot lead, and Desha without even stopping started swimming right across. Yeah. And I'm letting out the line to get to about thirty <laughs> Holy feet. Holy shit! <laughs> I reeled it back in like a fish. Yeah. I said, We're going to hook around the other side and see if it came out of this. Yeah. And when I got about halfway around. I tell Desha, find it. She took. Right back right into back the water. It. She starts swimming over there again. That's what I told him. I said, me and you got to draw a straw and see who's going swimming. <laughs> <laughs> he laughed, but I said, let's just get around the other side. Yeah. And that bucket made it almost all the way through, and it was floating in the water. Was it? it was no swimming. shit. Yeah. So I just let Desher in there. She grabbed a hold of it, and we pulled his buck back in. No way. What? Yeah. That is crazy. crazy. That's a duck dog. <laughs> yeah, that's a hell of a bird. But that's what's nice with the labs. They don't <laughs> even think about the water. Yeah, no. no yeah. It just, just gets right, right on in. it. Yeah. yeah. I got two. I got Thompson I've had since... I don't know. He's ten now, oh, yeah. and retired. But it was an awesome duck dog. Oh, I'm yeah, sure. he was. He was. He was fun. And we've messed around with him in the yard, laying out scent and stuff. I just haven't, you know, haven't. Time. I wanted to. It's time. time family <laughs> heads. It's just yeah. too much, you know. But yeah, labs like their will to just work and work and work. It doesn't She's got matter. it. She's a work. She started tracking like nine or ten months old. Yeah, that's when, crazy. Yeah, because I got her. I brought her home like in January. And that same year, we were tracking with her come bear yeah. season, September 1st. Yeah, come September, you were. Yeah. And you were there was good. some that we found one for a guy over in bear tracks. Dunbarton. That's, that's a bears sketchy are tough. thing. <laughs> they don't He's bleed got some much. good bear stories. I watched stories. a video. Yeah. I, I don't got, know if you posted it or the, the person that. Uh, was no, that I think it was you. Yeah, it was your track, yeah. Climbed up in a fucking rock pile. With, I don't know if he had like a 45 Smith & Wesson or whatever. And did he shoot a deer in the in the I mean a bear in the head or something? One that a bear that got locked up in some rocks. Well, it was in a in a den. He had actually shot. Oh, okay, yes. He shot the bear the night before with a bow. Yeah. And him and his buddy tracked it for about a half a mile, and they pulled out, and uh, got a hold of me, and I said, "Well, we better just if you've already gone a half a mile, this guy seemed legit." So yeah. after talking with him. I felt like, no, I'll be there in the morning. We'll do it in the morning. Make yeah. sure you bring a gun with you this time because we don't know what we're up against because right. we found him alive before. So we tracked this up this freaking mountain. He fled. What is, what's nice is when they flagged the trail off. So they're going along slow enough. They're finding blood. They're putting some surveyor's ribbon out, and they're going. So the first almost half a mile, the dog's on a scent, and I'm like, whoop, there goes a flagging. So you another know, one. I you know, know we're on, on the, the right, right track. Yeah. Once she's on that, I don't care what comes by. She's going to stay on the same track. And we came down this draw, and we went through a swamp. I think we bumped that bear up halfway through. But two and a half miles later, through the thickest freaking thorn two bush. Two and a half miles. Two and a half miles Holy into shit. an old cut on a side hill. We're going through it, and I can't even see the dog. The stuff's so thick, I'm getting cut. 
from all the briars, and I'm trying to <clears> move <throat> stuff away to keep going, and the dog's leash goes limp. So now I'm thinking, well, that means we're either there or she's hung up on something. Yeah. So now I start walking up the lead and getting through there, and I see her standing on that pile of dirt with a rock, and that's where the bear's den was. So I'm like, oh. Now Michael <laughs> oh. LaFleur had just done one where they found it in a bear cave, and yeah. it was dead. So I come walking over thinking, oh, I got my cave bear, you know, thinking this is cool. I go yeah. and look in there, and I see the, the bear's it's nose and his two paws, and it backed deeper into oh, that little shit. Ew! <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, hurry up! <laughs> my blood run cold, and I said, holy shit. Now, they, we're tracking so fast that I lose those guys. Yeah. yeah. He had two guys. One of them was bringing a jet sled, and then Sumner was with a shotgun. Yeah. So I hollered to him and said, we got your bear, but it's, it's still alive. alive. <laughs> so it's was like, where is it? And I already gone in there and got back down in there with my light and I shined it. And I could see pretty much the whole cave. It wasn't big enough in there for him to get turned around in there. Yeah. But there wasn't a lot of room. He wasn't going any deeper. So I told him, you got to get down there and shoot him. Shoot him right in the head. Yeah. So, you know, you got one shot. Make it count. And he... Poked his head in the hole real quick. You sure there's a bear in there? I don't see <laughs> one. He didn't want nothing to do with that hole. So I wouldn't either. <laughs> his, buddy, his buddy finally catches up. So I said, hey, come over here. Take the dog for me. So yeah. he took the dog. And I come around the other side, and I lit up the hole with the flashlight right on him. I Fire said, get no. over here. <laughs> get right in there. And he get was reluctant, right but he did. <laughs> and he, he shot it right between the eyes. Yep, Got a yep. good shot on it. Good. And then it was a matter of him going in there to the get the rope. How are we going to get him out of there? Yeah. So. Well, I always bring a drag rope with me. I bring everything because yeah. I've had guys who forgot their pen, their license, a knife. Yeah. Well, you get there and you're like, what are you yeah. doing? Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> so he doing? got in there and we got the rope on us when we dragged out of there. But That's that awesome. was a hell of a That hunt. was a cool story. And that's another one where you go yeah. so far, but you start wondering. But the dog has a way of knowing. When you do enough tracks, you know yeah. whether or not we're following. I call it a hot track. Because now I know this bear's hurt high, but it's right. still alive. And you can't turn that dog off. So what I'll do, because I'll need a break when you start going for a oh, while. Because yeah. the dog Absolutely. will outrun yeah, two any. miles. The dog that will outrun. No, you going. can't keep up. So we stop and let the hunters go. And if I stop and Desha walks out away on her lead, sits down on her haunch and just stares ahead down the track. She starts really whining. We're on it. Yeah, yeah she wants to We go. got a good one yeah. here, and we're going <laughs> to yeah. get it, you know. That's right. But if she gets kind of uninterested, yeah. that's when you know, like, well, we could probably do this all day, but I don't think you got something worth you know we'll never catch up to it right so <clears throat> all right we're getting pretty tight on time here just because we don't want to get too long but we could talk to you guys all day oh yeah we, we would, we'll talk we all would, night <laughs> we would love to have you guys on in the summer again before deer season talk about more deer stories and That'd whatnot be good. but uh, if, uh, you guys could leave uh here uh just for a tip for a beginner hunter just a quick tip what would you give that person well, the biggest tip I don't I want always, to put you guys on the spot. No, no. It's just a question. I always tell everyone this is something where you take people out a lot. Everyone's always looking at their feet. And I always tell them there ain't no deer down there. Quit looking yeah. at your feet. Never look at your feet. Uh, look down to ground when you're moving. If you're out hunting and you're going to move, always keep your eyes out scanning ahead. If you want to, anytime you want to look at the ground, don't be moving when you do it. Look down, pick out a path where a couple of sticks are, and say, yep, I'm going to walk to that tree. But never be looking at the ground when you're moving through the woods, and you'll see a lot more deer. Yeah, that's yep. a good one. That's a good one. Mine um, is something I'm trying to convince myself more to do each and every year is scout more and hunt less. More time. More time in the woods. More time scouting, less time sitting in a tree. That, um, that you know, is you got to find the, the active sign. If the deer were there a week ago and they're not there right now, it's you're, you're just wasting time. So find the, find the hot sign and find where the deer are right now and – 
you know, scout more and hunt less. I wasted a lot of time in trees over the years. Yeah, because you just you just set up. You put out one trail camera without really looking at the yeah, piece. Correct. You see there's some deer there, and you're like, oh, I'm going to put a trail. I'm going to put tough. a stand up. If, if you only have a weekend to hunt, you're like, well, yeah. well I'm never going to shoot anything yeah. walking around. But, right. you know, if you're sitting in a spot where you scouted three weeks ago, and that's where they were, but they're not there now, it's... I forget you're, who you're said it, but he said, time. right, hunt where the deer are, not where you hope yeah. they are. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's my problem. <laughs> yeah, this looks good. They must yeah, be yeah. here. Yeah. Yep, so yeah, scout well, more and hunt less. Awesome. Oh, All right, guys. We appreciate you guys, and uh, thank Where can you for they find you? Uh, New Hampshire Back 40 is on Facebook, YouTube. Right? Yeah, uh, we've got a website, a, too. We don't have yeah. a YouTube page. No, we don't. We keep talking about putting you one don't? together. You nope. don't? I thought... No. He's got one up for the Hillbilly Weatherman. He's posted a couple hunts on, but... Oh, shit. Wait. Hillbilly Weatherman's here? <laughs> <laughs> I got a Maji uh, production. I thought, I I thought though, if you type in stuff, New Hampshire Back 40 on YouTube... You got some... I, like, I feel like there's does, a page but it comes there. up on a Maji production. Okay, oh, that's yeah, what so it is. Okay, it is yeah. that. So it's yes, not an correct. actual NH Back 40 yeah. YouTube page. Maybe it's time we do okay. that, though. Yeah, we've talked about it. Yeah, it's about time. I need to get more technical on that side so I can help out. You can follow Kevin on Instagram, I think. You, Adam, you don't have an Instagram. I think up right Hillbilly now. does. When I first got going, I had a guy set me up with a website and all that stuff, and I just never use it. So yeah. You can yeah. follow me, but you ain't going to find nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My Instagram is just Kate Plant. I always use Facebook for yeah. exposure. If there's one thing I learned about social media with the whole Hillbilly thing, is if you want to get exposure, Facebook's the way to Free do it. Free advertisement. Yeah. yeah. Now, they, Instagram, they though, around. Instagram's taking off, like with picture wise. Like everyone's just going on there looking at pictures. I feel Correct. like that's the yeah. thing. Yeah. And that's but. usually what I'm doing on Facebook, too, is just looking for pictures. I don't yeah. care what people have to say. Yeah, me either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, they can find you on Instagram. Yeah, at- I'm Instagram, K Plant underscore NH back 40. Awesome. Yeah. I didn't right. even know that. Yeah. He's well, now you do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. And uh, hope you guys drive safe tonight. Absolutely. Be good. See you guys.